When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hopwood, you're awesome, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delady, so what? Well, come along, it's the Monday morning episode. You might be listening to this on Sunday evening because um, if you're IFS, that's what happens sometimes, so there you go. Uh, first of all, Sam, before we go any further, I just yeah. want to say the, um, thank everybody that said lovely things about us on Twitter over the weekend, ma- mainly yeah, on Friday. Nice, it? it was It was triggered by... Uh, a tweet by our good friend Tommy Stewart who'd enjoyed Friday's mm. episode so much he, he took to Twitter as they mm. say uh, to wax lyrical about it and then prepare um, my keyboard I shall be taken to Twitter this very morn <laughs> I have listened to a podcast that has reshaped my world view and I shall make a public statement about it I will share my thoughts with one and all of my followers but um, yeah so we like kind of liked that tweet and I retweeted it and all that because I'm a sucker for praise now and again. And mm. everyone, it just kind of snowballed and everyone said lots and lots of lovely things about the podcast. And it was also, yeah, Saturday, it was the fourth anniversary, Sam, of our very first episode. Wow. So it, that tied in quite nicely with all that, I thought. So, um, yeah, just thanks to everyone for being so Four years a long time to keep this out. It? it is good. It is good. I'm not fishing for um, more praise. We've had quite enough for now. For now. Might need some again in the future. Yeah. But um, the you can sometimes, you do it all the time. We enjoy doing it. Um, and, you know, we make each other laugh most days at least. So that's something. Yeah. But you sometimes think, fucking hell, we're doing a lot of these. And is it as popular? Like people always, when people tweet and always go, ah, oh, the Keen Odyssey, that was great. I always think, what, that thing we did three and a half years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. It's a, you feel like in some tiny, in our own microscopic, irrelevant way, it's like some band going around touring their new material and people just shouting out your first hit. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Do the Keen thing. Do the voice. Talk about Yaffle. And you sort of, you know, you think, oh, fuck, we've just been banging our heads against the wall. And then people say nice things. It, it sort of keeps you going. You think, oh, yeah. actually, maybe it's all right. Maybe we'll crack on with this bullshit. And then we do talk like this and get a bit self-indulgent about, about it being nice I'm not being be self-indulgent. What I'm saying is it works both ways because we get a lot of people saying to us, oh, it gets me through the day because it's a bit of daft fun and it cheers me up when I'm feeling miserable. And, and we love getting those messages. But... As we've said before, it cheers us up as well. It's good for our fucking nuts doing it a lot of the time. Uh, and then, yeah. and, 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 but then on top of that, when you're feeling, a, you know, when you're feeling uh, in the least bit 
I'm not going to say jaded because that is one thing that we have never been and will never be. Certainly not. But it's very nice. We lo- all I'm saying is we're not above being getting a kick out of praise. Having said <laughs> that, let's draw a line under it now because we don't want it to get weird. <laughs> and move on. And move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to do the uh, prediction league stuff before the weekend. So let's retrospectively points. predict things. I predict Spurs will beat West Ham three one. Oh. Uh, I think 1-1. <laughs> one, one. <laughs> um, no, um, oh, well, let, let's just write the predictions off for this well, week. Forever. No, for this week. We'll just skip a week. What's it's about the first do, time do, that's El, ever happened. El, El Clasico was on tonight. Let's do one super prediction for that. What, Millwall West Ham? No. That, that can't Barcelona be right. We've just Real played. Madrid, Sam. Oh, they call that the old Classico, they do they? That, oh, yeah, that's a the, fucking rip-off. I rip think off. it was the original old Classico, I'm not nah. sure. Nah, they fucking ripped Mill that West off Ham of us. Millwall uh, West Ham traditionally is El Classico. But, yeah. you know, and it's extra Classico because it hardly ever happens these days. All right. I mean, it was it used to be a big deal. I don't think it is so much right. now, but it's on, it kicks off half an hour after we record this at 8pm. Real Madrid are at okay. home. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to predict 2-0 Real Madrid. I think it will be uh, 2-1 Real Madrid. Yeah, Barcelona's shit, but West Ham might get Barcelona in the semi-finals of the Europa League if we can overcome Lyon first. You might get to go to Camp Nou. I mean, fucking hell. Barcelona, of course, not what they once were. Um, But nevertheless, this is what European dreams are made of. Mm. It's about going and watching your team... You know, the club that you've seen fucking losing 6-0 to Reading on a rainy New Year's Day and all the other fucking shit painful memories that I have of support in West Ham that are predominantly shit and painful by a mile. The the shit and painful ones are the the prominent ones. And uh, then you think, oh, you know, you wait all this time and we might... I mean, what we've done already is enough to bring me a lot of joy and satisfaction because we don't often have any taste of success or joy. And so the game probably last week when we beat Seville, that was that was possibly my favourite ever West Ham memory. And Brilliant. people who support successful clubs will laugh at that because they'll go, well, you just fucking won a game in the last 16. Yeah. But look at the, the history of West Ham since I've been um, following them, right? Yeah. You know, in 1980, we won the FA Cup, which I've got a very, very vague memory of watching, right? Mm. Um, And I started going there when I was about nine, started going on my own when I was about 12. Mm. And there's been some playoff final wins, which are always good. We got to a cup final once and that run was exciting. We won the Intertoto Cup, that was quite good. But these are the scraps that I'm talking about over all these years I've been going. You know, close to 40 yeah. years I've been going over there and, you know, it's like, these are fucking, I'm, I'm listening to you, the highlights and that, I'll be honest, they don't fucking sound that impressive. Um, if we get to play Barcelona, it'll just be fucking mind-boggling. Mm. That said, next round we've got Lyon, a place that I've always wanted to go, France's second city, and I believe it's culinary capital. Um, I've never been there. We've got them in the next round. I had a great time going to Seville, so obviously I'm like, I want to go to Lyon. But it looks like I want to go with my Jack Jones because for various reasons, mostly work-related, the the problem is a lot of my friends have actual fucking jobs. Yeah. And it's very difficult because I I go, well, why don't you just not go in? 
why don't you just not go to work for a few days? And they yeah. look at me as if to say, you stupid cunt. Just so you're not coming That's in. not how life fucking works. <laughs> ah, don't worry about do. that. Just don't fucking go in. Just, so just you've got to go to the football. Done. Just get all your work done by Wednesday and then say, yeah, I've done it all now. And then you have Thursday and Friday off and you can go to the away match. Thing is, even in my time of having proper jobs, I, I, I was lucky enough to have bosses who fucking understood that. In my first job, I remember getting a call on the morning. Do you remember when England played Italy to qualify for the 98 World Cup? So it would have been like the autumn of 97, which was just like, that was the year I started working. I was working on a magazine and, I, you know, I'd only been there like a few months, less than six months, right? And I got a call from one of my brothers saying, right, someone's, we had all these tickets to go to Italy, England in Rome. Yeah. And someone's dropped out and we can, and so you can take the flight and the ticket if you want. And I went, but we're leaving like at lunchtime. So you'll have to leave <laughs> the office, buy a fucking toothbrush on the way to yeah. the airport and just meet us I just went into my fucking, I didn't think twice about it because I wasn't yet, I was too, I was just, but I just stopped being a student. So I had no professionalism whatsoever. Hmm. I mean, to be fair, I don't now, but back then it was like, I thought it was fucking fine. I fucking walked into the editor and I went out there and he wasn't even a football fan. So he didn't even, I couldn't even expect him to get the important. Yeah, listen, I didn't say can I, I went, yeah, listen, uh, I've got to um, fuck off this afternoon because something's just come up. And he goes, oh no, I hope it's nothing serious. I went, no, I managed to get a ticket for the England game. Oh, and he's like, England game? And I assumed, you know, it was a massive thing. I don't know if you remember, but like we had to go and get a result in Rome to qualify. Yeah, we got a nil-nil, didn't we? Yeah. Got a nil-nil. And uh, everyone was talking about it, uh, but he wasn't a football fan, so he went, the F- England game? I went, yeah, they're, they're playing in Italy tomorrow. I've just been, I've just fucking come up Trump. Someone's just called and said I can get fucking cheap flight and a match ticket. I'm, I'm off to Info now. <laughs> And he just went, oh, all right. Is everything done? I said, yeah, I've got everything done. Don't worry about that. All the best. Bye-bye. <laughs> so in some ways, having a brilliant boss who remains my friend to this day was like really great for me. But I suppose in some ways it meant it was just another reason why I never learned how to be professional. Yeah. But as we've said before, Andy, being professional is massively overrated. Professionalism, it's a fucking I would facade. almost go as far as say, professionalism is for cunts. It's a facade is what it is. Yeah. It's, 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 it's full-time Lamparding. It really it's, is, because this boss of mine, Phil, he used, he used to always say to me, I don't care when you get the work done, as long as it gets done, and yeah. as long as it's done when we need it done by, if you don't mm. turn up in the day, but then you come into the office and fucking stay up all night doing it, then that's your fucking business. Do you know what I mean? And well, I mean, we, things we've, things we've, got done that way. We've talked about the nature of work a few times before, and it, it all goes right back to the days of serfdom, doesn't it? And the days yeah. when you had to clock on and clock off, and you yeah. were owned by the people you work for. You were owned by the bosses. Your time was owned by them. Nowadays, systems are so much easier and more flexible. You can get your work done. Like I say, you could get your work done, your week's work done, by Wednesday lunchtime. And that's what about the day us last week, mate? It. That was uh, on our fourth, and uh, and as we approached our fourth anniversary, I would say last week, we achieved peak podcasting logistical efficiency, didn't it, we? We did. I don't know if we should tell people this because they might 
Hill short changed. Remember, they got some of the best podcasts of their lives. Uh, Not my words, the words of our Twitter followers. The entire week's (laughs) output was completed by early Monday afternoon. Then we just sat with our hands behind our heads and (laughs) fucking relaxed the fuck out of shit. I was in the fucking (laughs) pod shed. I was in the Vita modular (laughs) with my fucking feet up, you cunts. (laughs) Laughing and laughing, I was. I decorated my living room for the rest of the week and then I put a swing up on Friday in the garden. So I didn't Oh uh, yeah. I didn't relax. But uh I um I can't remember what I did. I had some fun I had some engagements and yeah, you had uh, other things going on, haven't you? Side hustles and things. Side hustles. Um but I did manage to I saw, I saw my elder sister for lunch, which is nice. Nice to do things like that in a day. Um so I spent a long afternoon like just chilling with my sister over lunch, catching up on shit. Mm. and then when that was over and the lunch finished I thought oh fuck I'm going straight off to West Ham now so I went off to West Ham met up with all my mates who I hadn't we hadn't been together as a group for many years as a result of fucking life and kids and all the rest of it had a great evening and then I didn't get in till one in the morning and then I didn't get to bed till two because I had to have a cheese sandwich and some crisps and watch the highlights, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then it took me all of Friday and Saturday to recover, even though obviously I hadn't had any alcohol. It was like my body and mind was so unused to that level of excitement (laughs) and that late night. That I just, it was just like, my body was just like, what, what the fuck's this going on? What is it? The fucking nineties, you mental cunt. And I'm like, I only, I had a, I had a draft fucking glass of, um, what's it called? Fucking big drop zero alcohol beer in some pub in Hackney and the cheese sandwich and some crisps, you cunt. I don't, why am I all dehydrated and I've got a headache and really tired and can't fucking do, do anything or concentrate. My body was like, mate. That's the way it is. You're nearly 47, you daft bastard. You can't be going to bed at two o'clock in the morning. Fucking Euro, Europa League win or no Europa League win. So you'd have I been, paid the price. Um, you'd have been just vibrating really gently, but really quickly at the same time with all the adrenaline. Like, yeah. Like kind of when you get knackered after a train ride and mm. some of the vibrations of the train, that's what it'll have been. Just a yeah. massive adrenaline rush. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it's only really today that I've felt fully recovered. Um, but anyway, I'll tell you something that did happen that was quite interesting on Saturday. So uh, my son's Beano subscription, the direct debit didn't go through one month, last month. And those fuckers, right? No, I don't want to be rude because they're a great publisher. But DC Thompson, who published the Beano, right? Mm-hmm. They are merciless right this happened to me before really if you miss a direct debit because the account it's coming out of doesn't isn't can't cover it that day you yeah. know a lot of people they just say we'll try again tomorrow yeah, right? yeah it could, well, it's a natural thing to do yeah yeah not not don't fuck with dc thompson because this well, is what they'll down. do they'll go you missed it no more no more be no for you cunt and don't think you can call up and just fucking pay you're gonna have to start again from scratch new subscription right no way it was. It's just. It just goes. So Len <laughs> fucking devours the Beano. When the Beano lands, he's like a dog, right? He's like yeah. a dog with oh, a bone. I remember that. He runs to the doormat. He grabs the Beano, right, mm. and he reads it from cover to cover in one sitting. Brilliant. Every week, he just reads it from cover to cover in one sitting. 
like really studiously with a frown. He's not laughing most of the time. He's got a very serious look of concentration <laughs> as he absolutely carefully. demolishes this fucking copy of Mina. So it's hit him quite hard. So no, I called them out and I got through to them. And by the way, when you call the Beano, it's the right palaver as well because they've got a brand that they're trying to um, stretch across all elements of their operations, Andy. So right. if you call the Beano, it's like this. Boy, <laughs> you've called the Beano. Oh, watch out. It's all like that on the answer message, right? It would really fuck you off, right? I was like, listen, mate, you want to be thankful it's me and not Dawson on the blower here. <laughs> Has your, has your direct debit failed? Press <laughs> ah, one. You're going to have to start all over again. If we let you, you might have to switch to the dandy, which is shitter. <laughs> We're never going to let you subscribe again. What's the matter? Are you bankrupt? <laughs> Why did you play the direct debit? Are you disorganised? Are you poor? Have you lost your job? Has your dad lost his job after COVID? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was like. So I said, so in the end, I get through all these messages. Oh, it's the Beano. Well, you're on hold. You're going you're gonna to be on hold for at least six minutes. So I get through <laughs> to this bloke, and he seemed all right. And I said, listen, this is what's happened. I want to restart the subscription. He said, fine. And I said, and I've got another favour to ask. I want you to send me the issues that we've missed. I'll pay. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, I'll, I'll set it all up. So we'll backdate your payment with your bank details. And I personally will send you the three issues that you've missed, right? Or no, two issues that you've missed. So I go, okay, great. So I tell Len this and Len's like, brilliant. Okay, when are they coming? Every day he's like, when they come, when they come, when they come. He's like a junkie for Beano, for the mischievous <laughs> antics of Dennis the Menace and Ganasha, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's like, he's fucking clucking for it, scratching himself all over. Oh, I gotta get the Beano. I gotta get the Beano. I gotta get those cartoon strips in my veins, Right? Every day, he's like, is that it? Is that it? So Saturday, an envelope comes, and it's Mark D.C. Thompson, and it's magazine-shaped, and it feels, like, quite fat, like there's at least two copies in there. I said, your fucking beanos are here, mate. Bingo. You got two. You can have a binge. He's like, brilliant. We, he, he hungrily tears open the envelope. What's inside is this. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. People's Friend magazine. The People's Friend. Shit. Also published by D.C. Thompson. But very much the opposite of the Beano. It's the anti-Beano, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's the yeah. anti-Beano, yeah. right? I'll give you a taste of some of the cover lines. Um, top tips on choosing the right collar or harness for your dog. 
<laughs> quick and easy fish recipes, including quick British trout with lemon butter sauce. Good. Which is also the title of a great Pornhub video. Um, <laughs> I'm into both the, of this. I'm into all three of those things. Yeah, and and then the, the the main cover story is an illustration of the market town of Farnham, and the headline just says "Fabulous Farnham." Spend a day in this historic Surrey town. Sounds great. Then there's small things such as knit this child's gilet in a soft and cosy yarn. Create a mini meadow in your garden. That actually does sound good. I mean, it also uh, sounds advice, good for me. Yeah. Uh, advice on how to cope with panic, panic attacks. Also good for me. So, um, the people's friend is, I thought, is this bloke I spoke to on the phone taking the fucking piss? He's giving it this. Oh, yeah. Oh, Missed your payment. Oh, no problem. Oh, you want some backdated copies? The ones you didn't pay for? Oh, no problem. Give me your address. I'll stick them in the post now. And then he's put the phone down. I'm going, oh, thank you very much. It's very kind. He's put the phone down. He's gone, the fucking cheeky cunt. I'll give him fucking back issues. Back issues and a people's friend. A fucking Nana's magazine. Well, joke's on you, cunt. Because I've been through both copies of the people's friend. And oh, there was two copies. There's two copies, and I fucking love it. Yeah. Um, look at this. In the next one, The Life and Legacy of Much-Loved Author Maeve Binchy. My mum's oh. a f- uh, fan of hers. Recipes for St. David's Day. Welsh rarebit and leek toast and Welsh vegetable oggy. Mm-hmm. And the main, they have, always have a lovely illustration of somewhere nice in that, like a market town, yeah. which... I mean, you and I, if people know anything about you and I, Andy, it's that we're big fans of market towns. It's almost like the main thing we're into and known for. Yeah. Right? And every week in The People's Friend, they just have a really lovely illustration of a different market town. It's like a painting of it, isn't it? That's lovely, that. It says, lovely Langollen. Visit this historic North Wales town. So every week it's just a different town that you can visit, which is just the sort of thing that you and me are into. Me, me Um, Me gran used to take The People's Friend when I was a kid. And I used it's to flick through it great. in the absence of anything else to read, and it was always uh, it, it was rubbish at the time. I wonder if they just regurgitate no, but now all the features. You you have to grow into yeah, the people's you do. You friend. have to lean into it, and, don't you? Yeah. And, and I think that that's certainly I feel that I have, and now is the and time. I think that you have as well. I mean, there's not much. If you fancy a wank, there's not much in it. I'll be honest, mm. but you know. Like I used to always say when I was in the magazine industry, magazines are about more than wank material, right? Yeah. Uh, that said, there is a lovely double-page spread of Maeve Binchy, right? Who um, does look quite, let's say, cuddly and alluring. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I so think this basically, has been done deliberately, Sam. Yeah, I think, I think so. Been... I think they think... Let's, they, I mean, they're getting a lot of publicity here. This is quite a popular yeah. podcast, to be fair, right? And they're like, send it over, this cunt. He, we've heard his podcast. It's nonsense, but him and the bloke he do it with, they're, they're mainly just into things like market towns, uh, nice yeah. walks, they, craft. They both, they, both sound as though they both sound as though they're hurtling towards their dotage. So we reckon we can get some free yeah. publicity out of this. Just send him a couple of TV copies. Steve Baxel shares his passion for nature. Mm-hmm. Do you know this guy? I'm not quite yeah, recognise him. Is, is he the guy from, um, what's it called? Nature 360 or something like that. Animals yeah, 360. Yeah, looks like that sort of fella. Yeah. Very fresh-faced. Yeah. 
Very fresh face. Looks like the sort of bloke that if your parents, if you were a woman who had Tory parents, mm-hmm. they'd be really delighted if you brought him home. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with Are you familiar with uh, Channel 5's Ben Fogel Visits Chernobyl documentary series? <laughs> no, but I'm going to definitely watch that. Tell me, he's on, tell me he's on acid in it. No, that was the other time when somebody spiked him and he thought he was a grain of rice and he tried to climb into a suitcase. He tried to fucking post himself somewhere, didn't he? It wasn't that part of it. He was tripping so hard, he tried to fucking mail himself to New Zealand, the mad cunt. No, no, he thought he thought his daughter was a grain of rice. That was it. Yeah, and then what I didn't like about that was, listen, no one wants to be spiked with acid. It's horrible. No. To be honest, that was what did for Pancho from the flats, right? If you get spiked with acid, it's, it's one of the cruelest things you can do. But he came back from it, as far as I understand, and then he really lamparded about it, which I think it's not nice, but at the end of the day, you've got to write it off as banter. And he is typical fucking Tory Lampard, Ben Fogel, isn't he? He went fucking mad about it and kept moaning, yeah. moaning, moaning. Uh, someone spiked me with acid. It's like, mate, fucking grow up. Everyone gets spiked with acid at some point. Take your spiking right? like a man. Why don't you just fucking... Imp- yeah, take your spiking like a man. Fucking embrace it, right? Think that's a fun experience that in my fucking tedious, straight-line fucking... Tory brain, I would have never experienced anything that fun had it not been for this spiking. I thought yeah. my daughter was a grain of rice. I tried to mail myself to New Zealand. That's fucking awesome. I probably won't do it again, but it's one of life's experiences. So mark like, it off as banter. Yeah, I felt like shit for a couple of days afterwards, but it was all right. Yeah. And I got I got a column in the Daily Mail out of it. I got yeah. 900 quid. Exactly. Great. Fuck's sake. Stop fucking moaning. Can everyone just stop moaning about being spiked? Yeah, it happens. It's not nice, but move on. It's you, you know. Should start pitching stories to the people's friend. What to do oh, when yeah. you get spiked? I mean, we didn't <laughs> pitch things to the Guardian last week, weren't you? Uh, get spiked. Let's do it in about different market towns. You know, <laughs> Britain's um, top ten spikeable market towns. I got spiked in fucking Bakewell in the Peak District. Spiked in Bakewell. I thought I was a Bakewell tart and tried to eat myself. I poured custard all over my fucking head and tried to nosh myself off. In Bakewell in the fucking town square, it was mental. Next question. Uh, Mr Delaney, why have you said keep writing next question in your own article? <laughs> Pickering in North Yorkshire is an ideal location for being spiked. You can get on the steam train that goes through there and look out the window and watch everything go by while you're off your nut. It's incredible. You'll think you're, you're, you'll think you're in a fucking episode of Ivor the Engine, you can't. <laughs> everything will either speed up or slow down. We're not sure, but try it. <laughs> Yeah, we should definitely try and get more involved with the people's friend. It's a fucking good... Look, look at this. Stitch a patchwork Suffolk puffs throw. Don't really know what that means, but it sounds nice. Um, uh, bring the joy of the cinema to the UK's hospitals. Fine. Picture a couple of sick kiddies there, good. which actually is a bit sad. I'd rather they hadn't featured that. Um, and there's also oh, a lot of nice short stories as well. Um, oh, lovely. With illustrations. Which is nice, nice and relaxing with illustrations. Oh, this is great. Look at this for a short story, right? <laughs> the headline is All Patched Up. 
Oh. And then there's a lovely drawing of an old teddy bear mm -hmm. and a little stand first, which is an industry term for the small subheading. Yeah. It says, it was time for Ted to go. Oh. Could Jilly bear it? Bear spelt B-E-A-R. Oh, and this yeah. is a short story about a fucking old teddy bear that needs to be put out to pasture. What's in front of the teddy bear on the picture? Tell the readers. Why, a chocolate gatto, of course. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's you're for when you're, story, you're, having, you? you're having a pretend tea party with your toys, but... With your teddy bear. You, you, there's no well, way I mean, a teddy bear can actually eat a cake, so you now. eat it all yourself. It's, it's, everything's, it's like the repair shop and everything like that. Everything's all about, you know... I saw the, the um, one of the fellas in the repair shop was on Mastermind the other night. Clive Myrie had come back from mm. Ukraine to, to, to do Mastermind. Ukraine, yeah. He'd nicked back to do was, Mastermind. Yeah, it was Celebrity Mastermind. It was one of the repair shop guys, and he just said, you know, why why buy new when you can repair old? And that's a nice... Sort nice of nice. Thought, People are going on about that a lot, but I still really like just... If something goes yeah. a bit wrong, I like just buying a new one. Uh, yeah. I'm not... Better I'm not on. showing off about that. That's just the sort of bloke I am. I'm I'm quite into disposable culture. And also, you can get to go to the tip as well and chuck away all all your stuff. That yeah, shit fucking chuck it on the tip. Go and buy yeah. a new one. Nah, yeah. this iPhone's gone a bit fucking slow. I've lobbed <laughs> that down the fucking canal. Get a new one. The iPhone 14's <laughs> out now. Anyway, it's got a better camera. It's got 18 fucking lenses on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my approach. But, you know, that's the living out loud. The living out loud lifestyle does not really encompass repairing old things. It doesn't tie in with the repair shop vibe or that even doesn't... the people's friend vibe. I don't think, no. I don't think there's any living out loud at the people's friend, is there? Well, it's it confusing. might be a little twist or it. There must be old people who still like to live out loud. I might suggest a column. I go, yeah. look, I love market towns. I love cake. Um and I love like Maeve Binchy and all the other shit you got going on, trout recipes, whatever, dog choices. But I also live out loud, and so I might give your readers a slightly different perspective. Like, you know, you can go to a market town and live out loud. I did when we were on tour. I went to several market towns and lived out loud. No one seemed to mind at all. You could you could do a do a article about your country walk weekends that you go on. Yeah, exactly. Do you do you have them pouches of of fucking what are they called? Vitamins that, that No, no. We just take on. we just take Mars bars. All right, okay. We we have only Mars bars or cuz we usually stay like in a pub or a B&B, um mostly they give you those free biscuits that are individually wrapped in, you know, like you'll have yeah. a double biscuit in a plastic wrapper and they'll right. leave that in the little bowl next to your kettle that also has your sachets of Nescafe and all that, right? Right, yeah. So we get them and we take them and then we usually take several Mars bars because if you get stuck in the middle of nowhere and you're hours away from the next shop or pub and you're really hungry, have a fucking Mars bar. It's what John yeah. Noakes would do. Fine. I'm just looking at some content regarding Frank Lampard that's been <laughs> submitted on the Twitter. Um... Uh, I'll see if I can play this. Um, a goal from... Hang on. ...ability. Caught the final of a cup, start really well, control the game, allow um, a goal from a corner, allow another average goal, <laughs> and a fluke goal. <laughs> <and another average laughs> goal. <laughs> ability. 
ability. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. The tweet says this there's nothing like being magnanimous in defeat and this is nothing like it. But he's also playing Fucking out. Average goal. You can't say that. Fluke goal. Fucking out. Goal. He's lost his mind. We predicted, I asked you for your predictions, and I thought yours was spot on. You said they'll get a short-term bounce, then they'll get to the end of the season mid-table, then he'll spend some money in the summer, but things will go bad at the start of next season, and by November he'll have had a complete meltdown and yeah. inevitably get sacked. And I thought, yeah, it sounds about right. He's having a meltdown now, mate. I've been generous. And listen to this. He, yeah. They played on Thursday evening, um, and listen to this. Two things hindered us, he said. One was the scheduling he says, the reality is we could have played at three or four o'clock, but the broadcasters want to show other games. So those, th- those three hours could have been the difference between them losing 4-0 and winning. fuck knows what. Yeah, winning, I guess. F- Fred, what would he have done in those fucking four hours? Did he have ex- I had extra tactics to tell them about that I didn't have time to explain. <laughs> Some set piece routines that I needed to explain to them. That I had a four hour PowerPoint. The the other thing they hindered them apparently was Alan's suspension. But uh, Alan, uh, fuck uh, Alan, yeah. fuck off, Alan, wanker. <laughs> it's Alan, you wanker. <laughs> it's uh, he's accused the players of lacking the bollocks as well. Have you? Did he say that? He says he said that. He says. You're playing at the cutthroat end of football. This is the FA Cup quarterfinals. If you haven't got the confidence to play, you can flip it and say, have you got the bollocks to play? Apologies, but that's the football term. Oh, that's that's actually a football term that means guts. We call it bollocks. Guts, heart, bollocks. (laughs) You should have that up. You know, like some people in clubs, they have like their little inspirational phrases stuck up around the dressing room and stuff like that. He could have guts, heart, bollocks everywhere, couldn't he? Yeah. At Liverpool, Um, they always have, it means more, don't they? It means more. It means more to walk. (laughs) This city, this club. It means more than it means to anyone else. That club has never been relegated. Ever. Everton. Everton have Whoa. never been relegated. And now they've got Frank Lampard at the wheel. But uh, we'll see. It right, was, it we'll was a it, fucking it, strange it, appointment, wasn't it? I we'll mean, call it a Jesus. Day there, the classic was about to start and I want to watch that. If you do go to Barcelona, I can probably recommend a decent Airbnb from when I went a few years ago. Great. Boy. It's just a two-minute walk from the stadium. Well, listen, I'm thinking of setting up... I'm, I've got it all in the basket. I've got my logistics sorted, but no one else can come, as I started earlier, to Leon. So I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to go on my own. Yeah, do it. Because um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll meet up with people out there, I'm sure. Yeah. And, you know, but the, the, the prices of the flights and the trains like quadruple within a minute of the draw happening. So I've got this elaborate thing where I'm going to fly to Geneva, which mm. is a 40-minute train ride oh, wow. from Leon. Yeah. So that's quite exciting, isn't it? That's brilliant. So what do you reckon I, mean, I should just do it, you. shouldn't I? But I'd do oh. it. Yeah, I, I, I'd come with you, but it's another man's team. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, also, it's an extra fucking, a good few extra hours for you as well on top of the yeah, journey. I, I suppose you could fly to Geneva from Newcastle. I'm sure anyway, you you're can. not going to come. You're not going to come. I'm going to come on my day. own. If only for the podcast content it yeah, will produce. Do it. Do it. Mm. Definitely. Doing stuff on your own. This is a topic for another episode. Mm. But doing stuff on your own is great it's I've great I've done it loads is. of stuff on my own and you, mm. you ask yourself do I do this on my own or do I not do it and stay in yeah. and the answer is always do it 
always do it. It's great fun. I mean, and yeah, you sort of experience it in a really different way. It's like you're more absorbed in the experience a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just you and the experience. Because you're not having to discuss it yeah. with someone. And discuss where you're going to go next or what oh, you're going to have to eat. I said to my mate, he said, I'm really sorry I can't come, the one who came to Seville with me. And I went, don't worry, mate. I mean, if anything, it makes the whole organisational bit more more simple. <laughs> Which sounded rude. But the thing is, when you're organising with someone else, you've got to discuss every point of it, haven't you? you got, yeah. You Whereas when you do that, you own, just go online and go, buy the flight, book the hotel, bang, I'm gone. See, see you, kids. Back on Friday. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, we'll be back as well throughout the week with uh, all new episodes of the Diana Aftermath, the uh, Dick Turpin Odyssey, Melchester, etc., etc. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.